Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. Today we have an extra special guest because it's not only a good friend of mine, but it is Miss Alabama's Outstanding Team. Now this is kind of cool because I remember meeting her several years ago at my high school and I thought I could see her winning Miss Florida's Outstanding Team while I missed it by a state. <laughs> but uh, today's guest is Haley Adams, and I'm excited to bring her in and for you to kind of hear from her, hear a little bit about her journey, and just spend some time with a young lady who is upwardly mobile, uh, one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet, and humility is her calling card. So uh, let's bring her in right now, Miss. Alabama's outstanding team, Haley Adams. Well, welcome in, Haley. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Praise God. I I I, I I'm fanboying. I've only <laughs> fanboyed twice. You're the second one. Uh, I have so much respect for you, and I I shared this. I think I shared it when you did a Monday motivation, but I'm gonna share it again, just get you all flustered right now. When you came to George Jenkins High School, she already knew Hannah was amazing because <laughs> I, had, I had judged her in a competition. Yeah. So it, I didn't know her personally, but you know, I saw her in an interview and I watched her on stage and you know, she ended up being first runner up that year. And so I, I knew that she was amazing, but oh my goodness, this girl, Haley, you know, just your willingness to help. And, you know, there was no agenda, just how can I help and what can I do? Oh, when you left, I raved about you. Oh. If somebody would listen to me, they were hearing about Haley Adams. So uh, I wanted to open up the kind of the podcast with that. Uh, but let me say that I say this to everyone. The purpose of the Agape Leaders podcast is to kind of help people grow in their faith with Jesus Christ. And so I feel like we do that by sharing our story, sharing how Jesus has impacted our lives and things that he's done in and through our lives. So with that, would you share a little bit of your faith journey with our listeners? Yes, of course. I remember the first time the Lord was introduced to me. I am so blessed that I grew up in a home where both of my parents are believers. And I don't even remember the first time I went to church. Like I've been going to church before I could even walk. And when I was three, my older sister, Hannah, she was going through pediatric cancer. And going into a hospital, all of the doctors being like, oh, well, we're not sure what's going to happen. She may not come home. She may go home. We're not sure. And I remember my mom praying for miracles. And I would always be like, what's a miracle? Like, what, what do you mean? And my mom's kind of told me, like, think about it as you're making a wish for something to happen. When you're praying, you're making a wish that your sister is going to survive because that's all we can do is pray for the Lord just to put his healing hand over my older sister. And thankfully he did. And I remember going through life, just always going to church. And then at eight years old, I finally decided that I wanted to have the Lord 
as my savior. And I wanted to have him in my heart and know that every single day I was living for him. I wanted to be on fire for Jesus. And so I got baptized with two of my greatest friends in a spring that was freezing cold, but it was still so much fun because I was (laughs) baptized. And then, I mean, life just kept going on and I kept going to church, going into Bible study, just trying to learn more about the Lord, because I think that's so important is to have a full understanding, you know, reading the word every single day is a goal that I set for myself since I was 10, when I really started grasping what the gospel was, is Mm. having time during the day where I could go into the word and read passages that I was feeling that day. If I was feeling anxious, you know, ask my mom what she would read. And then I decided that I wanted to do pageants. And with pageants, there's a lot of standards. There's a lot of people that are looking at you and judging you. And I remember I competed when I was 14 for Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. I placed in the top 10, which was great. But I remember just going through a time because COVID then just hit a week later, going through a time where I was like, what is this? Why is the Lord making me not be able to see my friends? Why can't, why didn't I do better? Why did these five people not like me? I want to be like, but then I realized, you know, that doesn't matter because the only person that I really care about who has an outlook on me is the Lord. And I know he's always going to love me Mm -hmm. and always accept me for who I am. And whatever happens is in his plan. And I think that came with some maturity that I needed. And I continued to go back to that every single time I went into a pageant, every single time I went to a dance recital, because I didn't want to feel anxious. I didn't want to be nervous. And then this past March, I went into a pageant, Miss Alabama Stout Standing Teen again. And I was feeling great. The whole, the whole two first two days, I had no nerves. You know, I was living my life. And then Sunday came and I broke down. I was so scared. And I remember my mom looking at me and she was like, fear does not come from the Lord. You Mm. need to pray about this. And immediately I went into prayer on a full hour ride to Thompson high school. I was praying the entire way there, just asking him to take the fear out of me, asking him to guide my words, to guide my feet. And then I decided to write Bible verses into my dance shoes. So then I'd be dancing on the word. Mm. And that I think really made me feel kind of calm and felt like, you know, no matter what happens today, doesn't matter what those five judges say, doesn't matter what the audience audience thinks, as long as I'm lifting this up for the Lord, then I'm going to know that I did my best. I'm going to know that I made him proud and I made myself proud because that's something that I continue to say throughout everything is, you know, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for the Lord because He's given me these opportunities to be a role model, to have a platform to use my voice. And I want to make sure the voice I'm using is for him. Praise God. That's really good. I I love when you said, you know, I I want to be dancing on the word. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, and, and you have a little bit of experience with this. How do you help someone who trusts in the Lord, they're giving it to the Lord, but the outcome isn't what they hoped for. I think I definitely have experienced that. And I've been blessed that my older sister was always there to help me and catch me before I would go too far down the rabbit trail. When I think about 
when I think about the Lord and our relationship with him is he is the anchor and we have like a rope tied around us and we may get far, but we're always going to end up going back to him because that anchor is not going to move and we can always be pulled back in. We can always swim back in. And I remember at 14, when I did not win that pageant, I was so heartbroken and I was just like, why didn't I win? Why didn't I do better? And my sister was like, it wasn't in your plan because there's something else that you need to learn. And I feel that as a teenager in today, we always expect something to be how we want it. Mm. But I think the biggest lessons we learn is when we're going through adversity, when we're going through trials and tribulations and something great is, is the Lord doesn't leave your side. He's always there to hold your hand and walk you through the journey that you're about to go on. And there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you may not realize it right away, but there always is a purpose. There always is something that you needed to learn that you're going to apply to later in your life. Over last summer, I lost four. Well, I lost three locals. Um, and I was done. I was like, you know, I'm not doing pageants anymore. And then my mom and dad, they are so supportive. They're like, okay, well, we'll support you, but you need to pray about it first because you're not just quitting something that you love. And I remember praying about it and I just felt like this little thing. I was like, oh, I can't be done yet. I don't know why, because I really want to be, but I know I can't be. And I competed in one more pageant and I ended up winning my local, which for people who aren't familiar with pageants, locals is what you do to qualify for state. But I remember winning that and feeling so happy because during that whole pageant, I just felt like the Lord was over me because I was trusting in his plan. I wasn't trying to write my own plan. I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm not doing that. Everything during that was just praying through it all and asking him to guide me. And I think that's what really needed to happen. And the lessons I needed to learn when I lost the other ones was, oh, I needed to learn how to take take the control and give it to him because I can't control my own life. And making sure that telling those people if the outcome isn't going how you want it, you need to pray about it and you need to give it all to him because that's what we're called to do is give it all to him because then his great plan is going to prevail. Praise God. I want to share something with you. Uh, you and I have a very good relationship. You know this. You know that I pray for you. Uh, so, you know, you know, I knew about the competitions and the pageants and I was, I won't lie to you. I was uh, like, it's like, what's going on here, Lord? You know, I know this young lady is a future, you know, if not Miss America, definitely Miss State title holder. And this is what God put on my heart. I never shared this with you. So you're going to hear it for the first time right now. But I, when I was asking God what's going on, he said, she's growing. Oh, yeah. And that was, that's it. I never said anything to you because I was like, yeah, just, just pray and let her grow. And when you won, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Everyone in my life told me that they had, they had seen the growth in me. And I can completely agree. I am nowhere near a year ago today. I mean, I was with you a year ago today, which right. is so cool doing a podcast today. But I think <laughs> I've seen the growth from even that day a year ago to now mm. and how much I needed it. Praise God. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I realized how much I needed it until it started happening. And there are things that some people won't even know that what they say to me made an impact on my life. Right. And 
I remember one lady, I didn't expect her to make an impact on my life like she did, but she always would ask me every time I'd see her, she's like, how are you? But how are you really? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm someone who's always like, oh, I'm doing great, you know, yeah. or gone through everything. But I had to realize and take a step back. It's, it's okay to not have everything together and just pray through everything and just you know, not, not, you're not going to be struggling, but you're going to be walking and you're going to not, I'm always like 110 miles an hour, you know, sprinting as fast as I can towards who knows what it is right now. It's dance recital. Maybe I feel, but just taking time and slowing down and really focusing on the lessons and growing with them, Mm. something I really needed to learn. And I'm thankful I learned it because now I'm able to apply it to my life and be like, Oh, now I see what you're doing. God. I saw what you were doing there. Praise God. Yeah, I I, I was I was blown away. The, the, I was glad the Lord kind of calmed my spirit because uh, I was coming to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but praise God. I'm so I'm so happy. You would think that you were my niece, as happy oh, as I am for you, because uh, I think I think you deserve it. And I wonder, and I don't want to go down any any rabbit holes or anything, but. Just in this moment that we're having, you know, I'm thinking if you showed up at 14, mm-hmm. it was your first competition in Alabama. It was my first like real pageant. I'd never done a solo on stage. That was the first time I had done a solo on stage. Okay. So if you show up and you win that, then what? You have no idea what it's like to not win and now you're miss alabama's outstanding team you already had your competition and here's the really cool thing this i I just had this thought and i think you're gonna love it the person that beat you at miss alabama's outstanding team (laughs) what is her title right now I will. She's Miss America's outstanding (laughs) i love her (laughs) how about that isn't that neat it is so crazy. And I mean, me and her, I did not think being 14, I thought the older girls weren't going to want to talk to like, you know, like us younger ones, mm. but she was one who wanted to talk to everyone and made everyone feel so like such in the moment. And like, they were so important. And I think mm. that's something that I also needed to learn was, you know, life's not always just about me. I think mm. I was 14 walking in there and being like, Oh, I have some hot stuff. But I needed to lose to realize that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't for my plan. And, you know, her plan was to be Miss Alabama, Miss Outstanding Teen that year. And then go and win Miss America's Outstanding Teen. And, I mean, I'm thankful that I, me and my older sister have become closer with her. And, you know, we'll call and we'll just talk about our walk with life and our walk with faith. And, you know, she had gone through a lot, too. And she learned the lessons that I had to learn later in life, way earlier in her life from the Lord. Mm. And I think that just shows the different timing that he gives us that we just have to trust in it, you know? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, I love thinking about that. I'm one of those people that likes to think things through and go, wait a minute, this happened. Cause when you start piecing it together, the first step is it's like, God, you really are sovereign, you know? Because if you win, think about that. Maybe you're Miss America, but this young lady who's done an amazing job as Miss America's outstanding team doesn't experience that if you win. But, 
you know, both of you guys can be Miss America's outstanding team. I, I just love how God does this thing. Yeah. It is so crazy to take a moment to look back at everything that the Lord's done and see all the dots start to connecting. I was able to go and make, give a speech at a luncheon. And that's something mm-hmm. that I really hit on was, you know, once you, you may not see it in the moment, but if you take the time later after you maybe figured out the lesson he was trying to teach you, you can start connecting the dots of, oh, this is why he moved mm-hmm. me. Oh, this is why he didn't let me win. Oh, this is why I didn't get that perfect grade that I wanted because I needed to learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful how, how God does that. So you're in this incredible organization, Miss America's organization. And I know there's some other groups out there, people taking shots at Miss America's organization and that's life it, it doesn't matter people are going to take shots so we don't we don't spend any time worried about that however what are some lessons learned that you have as you've been in this organization but at the same time making sure that sharing your faith was the number one priority what are maybe some things you've learned you know about that part of it Definitely the losing with grace was one. I think that when you are in a competition setting, you have to realize that it's okay to lose. Mm. Like we talked about, it was okay for me to lose when I was 14. It was okay for me to lose those three locals because I needed to, to learn those lessons. But I also think about, we have an interview that we go through. And at 14, I remember walking in that interview room nervous, just so Mm. nervous, not giving it to the Lord at all. But then this year I went into that interview room feeling so calm and collected because I knew, you know, I'm doing this for him. I'm not doing Mm. this for my own selfish purpose. I'm doing this for him because I want to show the world, you know, who's my Lord and savior, what he has given me and how I can use my voice for him and to always make sure that no matter what I'm doing is praising him. Mm. And another thing that I think you have to learn when you are going through pageants is not, I mean, competition settings, everyone gets competitive. Sometimes people are mean. Sometimes people are just like, you know, everyone has their own type of thing. But I remember at 14, not having like these blinders on where I'm like, I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not Mm. here to make friends. I just want to win. But that's not how it should be. (laughs) And. I, I went into this year knowing like, I'm going to go and make friends. I'm going to go and share my faith. If someone's going to be nervous, you know, going up to them being like, Hey, can I pray with you real fast? Mm. Hey, can we talk about, like, can we talk about what's going on? Can I give you a Bible verse? And I remember I took my Bible with me through the whole pageant this, this past year. I had the Bible in my suitcase during the whole weekend because we aren't allowed to have our phones. And I remember my sister, she wrote down Bible verses on note cards for me to go Mm. look up if I was feeling something and being able to share those with other girls and not being like, oh, I can't share them with them because if they're feeling these feelings, I hope they feel them forever because but being like, oh, wait, no, that's not how the Lord's going to be. That's not what Jesus would do. Always asking yourself, what would Jesus do in this situation? And I think I stood backstage. It was before the first prelim. So one of the first competitions we walked out for. And I could tell one of these girls, she was super nervous. And I just walked over to her and I was like, hey, can we pray real fast? Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think I realized how much of an impact that made on her life until she came up to me after the whole competition was over. And she was like, you made a huge impact because that calmed my nerves down. That helped Mm. me. And I think I needed to, I learned how to be like, you know, I can go out of my way to help someone else. And it may be a little act that I think won't matter, but it could make a huge impact on someone's life. Oh, that's really, really good. So uh, just a little follow on question. How do you, and, and this may not be something you can answer, but you're, you're looking, seeking to glorify the Lord. Mm-hmm. So what are some, I think, I think you gave a couple tangible things, having some scripture, being, a, being willing to go and pray with someone. How do you make sure that you're putting the Lord first when you go into the interview because that's eight minutes you know and that's a that's an important eight minutes and they can ask you anything which is definitely a little nerve-wracking but going into the interview room i was like no matter what they're asking me i'm going to be honest Mm. and i'm going to share my heart because as long as i'm being honest and sharing my heart then hopefully they're going to be able to see jesus through me because those are the two things that I had to learn was always showing honesty, always showing my heart because I was always scared of seeing what people would Mm. think of me, but it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter what they think of me because I only care what the Lord thinks of me. And I only want to glorify him. And I always, always want to make sure that I'm striving to be like him. Mm. And hopefully in my interview, that's what the judges saw. I mean, I'm not sure what they saw because I mean, I wasn't a judge, but (laughs) I got my interview back and I rewatched it. And I was like, you know, everything that I shared, I would be proud of people for hearing. And I think he would be proud of me too. And always sharing that, you know, every single life situation you go through may not be what you want. But I remember saying to my interview, I was saying my sister was a miracle. And at 14, I was scared to say that because I was like, oh, what if these what if these judges don't love the Lord as much as I do? Mm. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I love the Lord and I need to make sure I'm sharing how much I love the Lord. And always, always going and giving that out in the interview room is important to not be scared of your faith, but make sure that you're glorifying him and sharing your faith because that's what's important when you go in that eight minutes. Praise God. Hey, yeah, it's official. I love you. praise god so what is god it seems like it's uh quite a bit what is god teaching you these days and it sounds like you've said quite a bit already so you can you can put me to those answers yeah (laughs) definitely one is trying not to be anxious right now i have all of my final projects due for school i'm preparing for dance recital i'm now preparing for miss america's outstanding teen i was i was put as cheer captain which is great you know taking the act and so trying to keep my nerves down and i've really been going back to i believe philippians 4 6 and it talks about not being anxious um and praying Mm. And I think that that's something that I've really had to teach myself throughout the year of competing and throughout the year of school and everything is be making sure that I'm praying through it all and be like, Lord, I'm feeling this right now. Please help me. Please take this burden off my shoulders because, you know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be worrying about it. I shouldn't be 
always being like, oh, well, I have to control this. Oh, I have to do that because that's not what my job is. My job is to try to just walk through life and do my best. And I know that another thing he's trying to teach me is not always trying to strive for perfection. Mm. I think that me and my older sister are both of us. I don't know. Maybe you see it, but my parents do it. We're recovering perfectionists. We both love to make sure everything is its best. Everything is running smoothly, but you know, I don't have to do that. I can, Mm. I can have faults. I can make mistakes, but it's how I'm going to learn from those mistakes. How from going from 14 saying, oh, I'm not going to help this person to now going to 16 and be like, oh, I want to go and help that person. Mm. I want to be there for someone is something that was important for me to learn. And I'm still learning it to this day. Praise God. Well, I was going to ask another question, but I feel like you answered it in that. (laughs) So I do want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit about your foundation. Hugs, I think is the name of it. Yes, it's Hugs for Childhood Cancer, Hugs Standing for Helping You Get Stronger. And this name kind of came about with me and my dad. I was, oh, maybe 13, 14. No, I was 12, actually. Mm -hmm. And we were in the car. And, you know, for your pageants, you have to have kind of like a name for your community service that you're doing. And my sister's is Hannah's Hope. And I was like, Haley's. I don't know, because I can know something. And my dad was like, what about hugs? Because I love hugs. I love being able to be there for other people and being mm. like kind of that kind of that shoulder for them. I think that that's something also I'm super, I'm very strong in everything I do. So I want to be able to be that rock for other people sometimes. And she so was like, how about hugs? Helping you get stronger. You know, you can always give a hug to someone. And mm-hmm. maybe that's not expressing something through emotions, but just being there for someone makes an impact that you don't even know it. So with hugs, we focus on legislative awareness for pediatric cancer, community awareness, and the family support. Because when my family w- was going through that battle, it was kind of like, oh, are these people going to be here for us? And Mm. we had a great community around us. My grandparents basically moved in with us both sets and it was great, but not every family is blessed with that. So being Mm. that support system for a family is something that's so important that we love to do. And, you know, if they don't, aren't, if they aren't, if they don't have what they need, you know, my family's blessed that we're going to be able to help give them what they need and be there for those families. Praise God. You know, when you said both sets of your grandparents moved in, my first thought was, ooh, all you can eat pancakes. Because forever, forever, that will be my thought of you and your grandparents. <laughs> you, 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 you guys leaving George Jenkins and going to Orlando to get pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, my grandpa, I call my papa. He uh, makes the best pancakes ever. And now my family, we're kind of hooked on waffles right now. I'm not sure what this waffle mix is, but my dad found it somewhere. It was supposed to be like the best waffle mix ever. Mm. And it seriously is. Like it's the waffles that they use to make the Disney waffles, which I know that's kind of sad. Like, oh, Disney waffles aren't homemade, but these waffles, like they're so good. Like 10 out of 10, every time my sister comes home from college, she's like, oh, we got to make waffles. Ah, So, uh, I won't say it. I'm not going to say this on the podcast, but when we're off the podcast, a brother going to need a picture of this waffle mix, but I won't say it on the podcast. 
I'll send it to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got you. I, I will definitely appreciate that. Well, you said you talked about Philippians 4, 6. Yes. Are there some other Bible passages that kind of help you get through the difficult times as well? Definitely Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, it talks about the Lord's plan and trusting in it. And ever since I was three, that's kind of been something my mom's talked about because we weren't sure what was going to happen to my sister. And my mom would just say, you know, I just had to trust in it. And I remember then going into pageants. I was like, oh, I can't make my own plan. I tried to, didn't work out. Mm. Now we're going to trust in his plan and see what it he has in store as well as John 15, seven. And it talks about abiding in the Lord. If you mm-hmm. abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done onto you. And I spent like, I think maybe like three months just studying that one verse mm. because it's so short, but there's so much to it, especially the word abide. Because I first I asked my pastor, I was like, what does this mean? And he was like, you got to figure it out. Mm. And I was like, oh, why can't you just tell me? Like, I want to <laughs> know. I want to know. And I would look up definitions and it would talk about remaining. And then I finally realized, you know, if I'm pouring myself into the word, the word's going to pour back into me. And then I'm going to be able to know what to maybe pray to the Lord and what he may have, what maybe his plan has in store. And another thing that my mom really instilled in me, I think in the past year, I was not only pageants were a lot, but there were some other personal things that I was going through. And she told me, you have to pray, Lord, you have to pray to the Lord and ask, you know, make me strong enough to either handle this challenge or make me strong enough to walk away from this. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying that about those pageants and being like, Lord, give me the strength to continue competing or give me the strength to walk away and find something else that I'm supposed to do. And I think that's really what made my growth start and what made me realize things that were in my life that I just didn't need in my life anymore or things that I needed to walk away from because they weren't pushing me towards him. They were pulling me more into the worldly ways. Wow. I like that. Make me strong enough to handle this or give me the strength to walk away. And I think, I think people look at walking away as failure, Mm. but if you say to God, Make me strong enough to handle this. But God, you know, or give me the strength to walk away. And God gives you the strength to walk away. Isn't that a victory? Because, because we're obedient. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that people look as walking away for something as failure, like you said, that's not the truth because you probably learned a lesson from that. And I know that when I did think I was walking away from pageants, I was like, oh, I might have learned a lesson. But, you know, he gave me the strength to keep competing because he knew I needed more lessons to learn. Mm -hmm. And there's been things that I've walked away from. There's been I was on the gym team when I the gymnastics team when I was like 10. And I it wasn't I mean, it was so much fun, but I wasn't sure if it was for me. And I remember praying that and. I think my mom prayed that for me over me and I didn't really understand what she was doing, Mm. but then I had the strength to be like, you know, I'm going to go and do something else. I'm going to go focus on dancing. I'm going to go focus on getting more involved in my youth ministry. Mm. 
Mm. And I needed that more than I needed that gym team. And that wasn't a failure of mine. That was taking that lesson and taking that calling and following it and not ignoring it. Yeah, that's good. You know, I'm a shameless plug guy. And so <laughs> a, few, a few weeks ago, I did a chat with Dr. Craig Mays. And the third point, and actually the title of that podcast is don't quit unless God pulls you out of it, mm -hmm. which really comes down to you stay, God will give you the strength to stay. If he doesn't give you the strength to quit, he's going to give you the strength to stay. Yes. If he's not pulling you out, that means he's keeping you there. So rely on that strength. I, I, I like that. that <laughs> make me strong enough to handle this or give me the strength to walk away. And I, and I believe that that is right in line with how God would have us. So I, well, I feel like that's an encouraging word, but as we're kind of landing the, the, mm -hmm. the podcast, would you give the listeners uh, kind of a word of encouragement, something that, to kind of just push them along that maybe God put on your heart for this episode? Yeah, I think something that the Lord's really been putting on my heart is really telling people that they're good enough and that, you know, you may be going through something that you don't want to talk about. I'm someone who doesn't love to talk about everything that I'm going through, but you can always talk to the Lord because he wants to be your best friend. He's not just there to judge you. He's not just, he wants to be there for you. And I think that's something that I've had to realize. And I've told some people that, and they've come back to me and be like, you don't know how much I needed to hear that because wow. just talking to the Lord makes an impact whether that's at night in your car, when you could be in dance class, you could be swimming in the pool, you know, coming up summer, it's going to be hot out, but really thinking that, you know, I'm good enough because the Lord loves me. And that's what makes me who I am. Not trying to compare yourself to someone else because the Lord made everyone beautiful and to be there themselves. So making sure that people aren't following and falling in the comparing myself, falling in the, I'm not good enough, but talking to the Lord through those struggles and asking him, please guide me through this is something that's really, really important to me. And I think that's encouraging because the Lord's always going to be listening, no matter where you are, where you are, or what you had maybe done that you feel ashamed of. He wants to, he wants to talk to you about it. He wants to be there for you. And he's always going to love you. Praise God. Yeah. I love that. Uh, that's very encouraging. So Somebody is listening to this podcast right now, and they're thinking that Miss Alabama's outstanding <laughs> team, Haley Adams, is a superstar. I want to connect with her. How can they do that? Well, they can go follow my Instagram at Haley Grace Adams or my title holder Instagram, which is M-A-O-T-E-E-N-A-L. M-A-O-T-N-A-L, but you can also go check out my website at HaleyGraceAdams.com. And then I do have a TikTok. It's HaleyGraceAdams01, you know, posting some dance videos. I love dancing. So oh. if, you ever, if you ever want to go follow along with my journey, you can go follow those pages. And also my Facebook is Haley Grace Adams. So everything's just my full name. We keep it simple here. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, should not be dancing on anybody's TikTok. <laughs> so, I, in fact, I learned the other day that uh, I, I kind of jumped in at a track meet, just, mess, you know, messing around. Yeah. And so 
I got back to school on that Monday and uh, some of the students came up to me and said, coach, coach, you're, you're on TikTok. <laughs> and, and they showed me, uh, I have a TikTok and I do, I do, well, now I do a couple TikToks every day, but it's all ministry. Like there's no dancing years ago, a year or so ago, I was rapping, but so, uh, so yeah, you guys go over there now. Uh, I have seen Haley dance and <laughs> she's got the moves. She could dance very, very good. <laughs> she's very good. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And I know that uh, people are pulling on your time and uh, sometimes you have to say no. And so we're thankful at Agape Leaders Podcast that we got a yes. And, and ladies and gentlemen, she knows I'm not coming to her house to give her a hard time because uh, it takes too much gas to get from the <laughs> gate back to her house. Oh. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was so thankful that I was able to come on here and speak with you and share some encouraging words with everyone. Praise God. I am so thankful that you had an opportunity to hear from Haley Adams. Her heart for Christ, I pray that it shone through. And I love what she said. For me, I'm walking away with this reminder to pray, God, make me strong enough to handle this situation or give me the strength to walk away. And I know she attributes that to her mom. So, and, and she has great parents. I'll just be honest with you. When it comes to parenting, you, know, you, you, there is no one size fits all. And when you think about her parents, here they had their oldest child with cancer when their oldest child was three. And so I would imagine, and I'm not trying to put words in their mouths, maybe I'll have them on here down the road, but I can just imagine how much they appreciate all four of their children and what they will do to make sure that their children feel loved and seen because, but by the grace of God, maybe they don't have four right now. So, so I feel, I felt that when she said that her mom said, you know, Lord, pray, Lord, make me strong enough to handle this or give me the strength to walk away. So that was, that was really good. Well, I'm so thankful that you have endeavored to listen to this podcast and you continue to come back. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.